fans, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely terrific day today, and saw you guys voted pretty heavily on it. It looks like the prostate support one. That'll be going on a super sale today. I just got a fresh batch in, so we're going to probably be doing a really big sale on that for products of the week, so be sure to check it out. Probably around 15% off, so I should have that updated here in the next hour or so. This is a very, very effective and required product for men, especially as you start getting older in your 30s and 40s. You really want to maintain overall healthy prostate. It's much easier to maintain a healthy prostate than it is to try to reduce or shrink it down if it starts basically getting larger. Um, it can still be done with proper supplementation and reverse it, but it, maintaining it and keeping it healthy as you continue to get older in males, very, very important thing to continually do. So be sure to check that out on the website at Prostate Support. It'll be over on the probably about 15% off, like I said. Big sale on it on the front page. And also, too, be sure to check out the Maximum Energy Kit that's also on sale right now. Really, really important, effective stack. That has the B-complex, the multiple, the adrenal, and the cortisol buster all coupled together for over 10% off. Really good base stack. If you're just going to pretty much run those supplements, those right there can be a really good base uh, to really keep energy levels high, keep mental acuity sharp, and keep your immune system strong as well because the ultimate multiple is just loaded with all types of nutrients, including C and D. Obviously, lower doses than getting them separate, but you're still getting very high-quality bioactive nutrients every single day. So be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com. And one thing that I saw earlier here, and there was an article discussing the gene therapy craze now that these pharmaceutical companies are starting to essentially jump on the bandwagon with. I read earlier that the Moderna, the company Moderna, that never actually brought anything to market and had any success until – the COVID shot, and of course, they got the contract, and billions and billions of dollars flooded into Moderna. And uh, you know, Fauci was also a very high shareholder; he held a lot of shares of Moderna. Ironically enough, back when the shares were like you know a dollar, two dollars a share, and uh, of course, they got the contract. Just do that. Do with that with, with you. With, do with that as you want. But they're also now working on having a personalized cancer shot that's RNA-based by 2028. I can't make this up. The U.S. FDA has already designed it as a breakthrough therapy, which means the regulatory review will be expedited. The European Medicine Agency has also fast-tracked it under European priority medicine schemes. And this is what we're starting to see now. This RNA apparently is so effective at doing the job of what they want, and I don't mean keeping you safe or healthy. I mean, whatever their overall nefarious goal is with this RNA gene therapy, they want to start plugging into everything. Apparently, there's stuff now in the works as far as working for RNA shots for the um, flu now. They want to have all RNA gene therapy flu shots, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you know the fact that the COVID shot doesn't protect you against infection or transmission so what are we going to do with a flu shot here? <laughs> is this going to be another one of those, oh, it's going to make your body start producing some type of flu virus? And your body's supposed to get an immune to it after you get deathly ill and start having side effects? I don't know. But what I was reading earlier about this Moderna shot, and this is crazy. They're saying essentially what they will do is this personalized cancer gene therapy. They'll take a biopsy 
of your cancerous tumor, that right there in and of itself is already starting to have problems. You start biopsying tumors. Now you start having to spread. They take mutations in the genetic, genetic sequence of the tumor. They identify them. Then they have a machine learning algorithm determine which of the identified mutations are driving the cancer growth. Then the synthetic RNA molecule is created containing instructions for your cells to make an antigen. Once injected, the RNA is translated into proteins that are supposedly identical to those found in your tumor. When the immune system encounters these cancer cells that carry these proteins, they allegedly destroy them. Now, in theory, this seems like, oh, that would be super cool of an idea. However, what we've already seen with the COVID shots, any number of things can go wrong once your cells turn into toxic protein factories, as we now see when people get injected, especially with the RNA COVID shot. They turn into spike protein manufacturing sites. That's why people were getting consistently sicker and sicker and sicker. And this is the problem that they're trying to push out here with this idea that we are some type of hardware platform. You know, the, the human body is a hardware. I mean, they even brought it before, like we're software. And they made that statement. I think it was Albert Borla. You know, we have to update the software. We need like an update. The body's like a Microsoft computer. No, it's not. Your immune system is not like a piece of software that's just updated with genetic instructions. It's not even close. I mean, it's like a spider web of interconnected systems and pathways. You start doing one thing, you have, have a cascading series of events that can occur throughout the entire body, as we've seen. So it's beyond foolish to think you can just inject genetic instruction in a part of the body, and all of a sudden, everything's just going to work perfect and saying that because, well, we figured out this worked in lab rats, we figured out this may have worked in a test subject, naturally billions of people are all going to have the exact same response. Remember how different people's side effects became with the COVID shot? You had some people coming down with myocarditis. You had other people coming down with blood clots. You had people coming down with all types of autoimmune disorders. The spectrum of side effects was so immense. It was some of the highest, most diverged amount of side effects we've ever seen in a drug that was rolled out to the human populace. I mean, even when they released it, and they had the slideshow that got released from Pfizer of all the side effects to look for. If you guys remember, it was like over 100 side effects that they knew were caused by this shot and testing. Yet, they rolled it out anyways and said it's safe and effective. This is what the new how should I say, scientific warfare platform is now going to be based on. RNA gene therapy is the next realm, and they're going to start using it in everything they can and telling everyone this is okay. And in my opinion, again, this is my opinion and a few other people's opinions, what I think this entire concept is about is changing the genetic structure of man, trying to bring us back to either this transhumanism or this Nephilim fallen angel DNA standpoint. I know that sounds crazy to some people. But there wouldn't be a push to start manipulating people's DNA and causing mutations and causing their bodies to basically turn in these, 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 these protein-producing factories and changing and altering all this stuff in people's bodies because, quite frankly, the flu shot was a failure. It's been a failure for decades. The COVID shot was a failure. It's complete and utter failure. People's natural immune system was designed by God Almighty to give you a natural immunity once you're exposed to something. This is one of the reasons why you have to maintain your overall immune system and give your body the raw nutrients. That's why the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc are such an important stack to stay on on a regular basis. You don't wait until you start getting unbelievably sick 
to increase the nutrients that were given to us by God to increase your immune system, you continually take those nutrients and you keep them in your body. Every single day, they're built up. So if you do get exposed to something, your body's like, ah, that's an easy one. Ramp up the immune system, knock it out, build immunity to it, and go on your way. That's what happened to all of us that had gotten COVID and continued to live freely on our way without getting RNA gene therapy injected into us. So understand what they're trying to do with this and how the warfare is going to continue to escalate as they keep telling everyone, this is the next best thing. This is the next best thing. I can already tell you right now. They're already working on RNA gene therapy shots for chickens. They've already talked about this. For cattle, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks ago. There's something about this that is much more nefarious than I think even any of us fully understand, and yet they're trying to play it out like it's just natural. It's totally normal. The COVID shot was the pretext. It was the basis to get RNA gene therapy out on the market. It never would have been approved by the FDA under normal circumstances. It had to be done through Donald Trump with Operation Warp Speed as a DOD military operation. That way it's exactly right. so, many standard, so many standard pharmaceutical restrictions. There was no way Pfizer was going to get RNA gene therapy out on the open market. It never would have happened. The FDA even looked at it back, what, eight, nine years ago, and they said this stuff is too experimental. You can't even do RNA gene years therapy on human testing. They said you can't do it. It's too, too risky. Every time they tested on animals and ferrets and cats, they kept dying. It was built from a DARPA weaponization standpoint from 2012. Understand the background and what they're doing, so continually get the truth out there because I promise you there's going to be another push in the near future to try to force people to keep taking these injections and keep exposing people to them. Keep the strength up. Keep your body strong. Continue to get the truth out there. And by all means, keep your immune system updated. The vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc – those are three staples. That's what we have in my kit on the website. Even if you're only taking a low dose every single day, just as a, a you know a basic maintenance dose to maintain, you know you don't want to spend a lot of money. You want them to last a little bit longer. Even that is okay. And having them on hand, and that if you need them, have the ability to ramp them up, or a family member or a friend needs them, you have them on hand, ready to go right there at a moment's notice to bump up the dosage and keep your body strong and alert. What do you think, Dad? Uh, you've got to maintain your immune system, period. Uh, you know, and this new cancer, quote, unquote, vaccine, um, I'm just going to be a hard pass on that one. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, this is stupid. I mean, you know, the mRNA stuff to start with, like you said, it was all, it was all part of the super soldier programs, what it was. And they kept, you know, the soldiers were getting enhanced abilities as far as what they were doing with them. And they were having to go through a whole bunch of soldiers, in my opinion, who died. And so now they want to put it into the cats and the ferrets with the animal studies, and every cat and every ferret died from septus. You need to meet your uh, microphone laws. And what ended up happening is that you, you get up into a situation where you, you basically don't really understand what they're doing. Well, let me give you a little sneak peek of, of Angel Wars, what we're going to talk about on the first. The angels, these fallen angels, they were given, they were given the ability to become geneticists. God gave them that ability. Uh, they, they, that's why when you talk about it in the book of Enoch, they sinned against their reptiles. And they taught these humans to do all kinds of things that God didn't want humans to be doing as far as interfering with DNA and, you know, and all the rest of it. That's where they created the giants and the Nephilim and everything else. It's all part of the DNA project that the fallen angels were given. Just mentioning that to you real quick, and they're still doing it right now. They're still doing that type of stuff to us right now and giving this type of technology out. And you know, it's all part of this interdimensional conflict that we have going on that's continuing to go on on this planet as we're kind of trapped here on prison planet Earth with these fallen angels. And the only hope that we have is basically to, to get out of this mess with Jesus. That's it. 
That's the escape strategy. That's the exit strategy we have. God gave us a way out. There's only one way out. And then they got mad about that with God, and they started creating all these other religions and all these other sects and all the Canaanite stuff and all the rest of it just to, just to muddle everything up because they didn't want us to have an exit strategy from the next dimension. And that's why it's so important to keep your hearts and minds in Christ every single day of your life. Because if you don't, you get caught up in the days and the worries and the cares of this world and the worldly things, etc. But we are not of this world. We are just passing through it. And when we understand that, it starts making more sense. It starts making more, how should you say, German, I would use German, and all that. It means you start having better reasoning skills. You start to understand things more clearly when you start looking at it from a Christian standpoint. The entire planet and all the and the stuff that Isaac Newton told us and all the rest of it from that Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, warlock, witch, weirdo, wizard, Isaac Newton, the one who supposedly developed calculus and everything else by the time he was 23 years old. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm sure he probably was given – it was given to him, but he didn't develop it. it they, they kept his files like sealed up, his papers. Because he's such a weirdo. All the weird stuff he talks about. Remember, he's the one who told us to give gave us the whole the whole heliosynchronous. The thing about how the Earth is round and spinning and being dragged by the sun through the whole universe and all the rest of it. He's the one that basically came up with that entire theory, and we've just latched onto it. And so the reality is this: we're in a situation that we're in a different type of state here on this planet. Everything we've been told is a lie. We've got to get that. We've got to realize that, you know, what we've been told with NASA, with the moonshot, with all the rest of this stuff is a lie. It's just a lie. You know, and, so, you know, Apollo, the Apollo going to the moon stuff, it was all Stanley Kubrick in the, as far as, you know, the research that I've done and all the lies they did as far as, the, you know, the, the space shuttles and all the rest of it. And so I remember I told you I talked to that astronaut at the airport. He was flying a Saratoga, a Piper Saratoga. And I talked to him personally with his handler was with him and started asking him about how he got through the Van Allen radiation belt and how he got to the how we how they do all that stuff and how we got to the moon. And he just he just he skirted it. He looked at his handler before he answered the questions. Didn't say anything. Like, okay, am I getting set up here? And I had flown his plane. I'd done a test flight on his airplane, you know, with one of the mechanics because I'm I'm raging on that plane. And and what was crazy about this is is that I tried to talk to him about this and I, all I got was just generic answers. And so all of these people, most of them are high-level Masons that are involved in this whole NASA thing. And NASA gets, what, is it $61 million a day or something stupid as far as their, what they do with their budget? And, and it's all a bunch of lies. Because remember, Jack Parsons from you know, the rocket group, he basically was one who ended up, ended up developing NASA. And he was a high-level Satanist again. He was buddies with L. Ron Hubbard and buddies with, you know, with the, you know, the guy, you know, you know, the guy, the guy from the, what was his name, Austin, the most evil man on the earth, you know, 100 years ago. It'll come to me in a second. And all these people were tied together with Satanism and bringing up demons and bringing up things from other entities and other other entities from other dimensions. And, you know, so when we see this and we understand this whole thing steeped in Satanism and the lies, they have to make everything on this planet about them. They, they, have to, they have to discount the planet. They, they don't want to talk about the procession of the equinox and how it never changes and how we're supposed to be dragged you know, millions of miles an hour through space now by our sun, which is like a giant meteorite or whatever. The stupid crap they come up with is unbelievable. And, you know, and they tell you the earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, but where's the wind? That's the question I always ask because I'm a pilot. Where is the wind? You know, I, I fly up to 5, 10, 15,000 feet or whatever. You know, I, I've got no wind. 
you know, I may have a little bit of a front coming through, a little bit, you know, 10, 10 20 knot wind, but where's the 1,000 mile an hour wind? And we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. All of this stuff is weird to me. And, you know, and why, and I told you this before, whatever the earth is or whatever the shape is, you know, and whatever I know from a pilot standpoint, when I adjust my trim and I'm flying at 10,000 feet and I should be flying off the planet and I'm not, you know, it's weird to me because the, the, the mathematics they've given us on all of this stuff is not accurate, guys. It's working with constants. And so I just sit back and shake my head and go, well, this is, this is just nuts. But then we have to understand that all of these things are happening to us, you know, on purpose to discount us, including the geneticists that are putting together cancer vaccines. Now, Austin's exactly right. Let me tell you about cancer. Cancer encapsulates itself most, most of the time in the body because it doesn't want to spread it. It puts like a sheath around the cancer that's growing. The body's immune system does that. It's kind of like an aerosol can full of paint. You know, if any of you have ever punctured a can of paint, it's a mess. It goes everywhere. That's the problem when we start doing biopsies on cancer in most cases. When you biopsy that cancer, it blows a hole in the side of that sheath, and it starts blowing these cells out into the system, to the body, which then get into the, you know, the, the bloodstream and get spread throughout the body. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. That's why I'm not, I don't have a problem with somebody having a lump removed. Just take it out. If you have a breast lump, just have them remove the lump. Simple enough, the entire lump. Don't biopsy. Just take it out. Then you can biopsy after you got the lump out if you haven't broken into it. That's how I look at all the stuff as far as from a naturopathic standpoint. But again, mainstream medicine doesn't do that. And then all of a sudden they find a lump and all of a sudden they puncture it and it gets spread throughout the body and they do a, you know, a CAT scan on you six months later or five months later, four months later, and the stuff spread everywhere. You're like, what's happened? Well, they opened it up. They spent, uh, they opened the can of paint up is what they did inside of the body. And now it's just start spewing everywhere. You know, it's so funny. Uh, you know, when you try to talk to oncologists about this personally, they'll tell you that's true, but they won't come out publicly and say it. I had one guy do that one time and uh, Sharon had a tumor on her left ovary and it was a water cyst and the, and the ovary had wrote, had gotten to about the size of grapefruit. It got huge. And, uh, you know, so we went in and we, we had the MRI done and we're looking at it and the sonogram and all the rest. And the cancer specialist says to us, chances are this is a water cyst, but I don't want to puncture it and take a chance of spreading it. That's what he said. I need to go in and remove this entire cyst, this entire ovary, and take it out. And we did. It was like a grapefruit-sized tumor, so it was a big cut, but he got it out. And, of course, it was a water cyst. There was no cancer. But he was smart enough to know and to tell us he didn't want to spread it by puncturing it. It's interesting when you actually find someone who will tell you the truth like that. And so that's the key here with cancer. You don't want to spread it throughout the body, and you want to keep your immune system strong. I know years ago I, I spoke to a young man. He was talking to him about his wife with ovarian cancer and, and all the other stuff. And I said, well, if they've got to go and remove that ovary, have them do it. I would do that. If there's a big tumor on the ovary, I wouldn't really have a hesitant to do it because I did it with Sharon. But the reality is that when you want to start just doing chemotherapy and radiation and, and all the other stuff that they want to do and biopsies and all that, you set yourself up for the mainstream medical model. Now, sometimes the mainstream medical model will work. It will. But you got to ask yourself a question. What do I want to do first? Do I want to build my immune system or do I want to destroy my immune system with chemotherapy? Ask you, do they, do they want to poison? Remember, chemotherapy is primarily for mustard gas. That's how it was originally developed, which is out of World War One. Unbelievably poisonous stuff. Or you want to have the radiation again, you know, with radiation pellets put in and all the rest of this stuff. Get yourself four or five opinions. And don't tell the first doctor what the first doctor, the other doctor said. Don't ever do that. Don't, don't give them that information. Let them make their own prognosis on it. So you don't say, oh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with this doctor and that doctor and that doctor and that doctor. No, no just let them, what do you think this is, doc? And sometimes that way you'll get a better diagnosis and a better 
understanding of what's going on with you. This is food for thought. I'm not giving you any medical advice this morning. All I'm doing is saying to you, get multiple opinions on what you're doing. And I would never be a guinea pig for another shot. But Austin's right. The executive order with a, with a clot shot, and, you know, Donald Trump, Operation Warp Speed, I'm going to save millions of lives. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I don't even believe you believe that anymore, but you're still pushing that rhetoric. But the reality is this. Be careful who you listen to and what they're doing. Now, Maybelline Cosmetics is coming out now and doing a big transgender push, you know, with the same guy that Budweiser used. And you think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get to the bottom line of this and find out who owns Maybelline, who controls all this stuff. And you guys know what I'm going to do right now. A little bit of research this morning. It's easy enough to do. Well, Maybelline is owned by El Oriel. It's L-O-R-E-A-L. Okay, well, you go, well, who owns L-O-R-E-L? Well, it's another investment home house called Fisher Investments. And, and, you, and you find yourself, you say, well, who owns Fisher Investments? Because, you know, it's, it's this circular ownership that we talk about. And then and you start to realize that the primary owner of Fisher Investments with, you know, $7.8 billion in shares, you know, is Apple. And you think, well, okay, well, that's fine. You know, well, who owns Apple? Since Apple owns Fisher Investments, who owns Maybelline? Well, it's simple enough. <laughs> the primary owner of Apple is Vanguard at $166 billion. So Vanguard owns Apple that owns L Oriel that owns Maybelline. All right. Well, the second primary investor of, of, of you know, of, of Apple is BlackRock, you know, $134 billion. And, and, and State Street at $176 you know, billion. So the whole thing is Maybelline is indirectly owned by L Oriel, which is owned by Fisher Investments, which is owned by Apple, which is owned by this bloodline family stocks again. It's the same group, guys. It's always the same people doing everything. You know, I, I sit back and I watch this stuff and I look at it. And I go, wow, this is just absolutely ludicrous that the same bloodline group of families own it all. And I just say, you know, it's just it's in, insane to me. And now this, this week, you know, stocks have dropped again. Gold's back over 2,000 an ounce. And, it is, and you sit back and you go, it's all manipulated. It's all just a circus, circus clown show. And what they're doing now, basically, with with you know with uh with with Carl, Carl and Tucker now, they've got him running around in a golf cart talking about he's going out with his wife and in his million dollar homes, multiple million dollar homes, because they don't want us to see you know the truth of what's going on. They don't want us to talk about what he was saying and some of the things he was saying was actually accurate on Fox. I told you guys that before, and like I told you yesterday, he may have actually awakened. And realize who he is and what he is and the potential he has of doing whatever he wants to do. You know, and, and the thing about this is that, you know, we have to understand that we've got a serious issue with law with lying from the mainstream media. You know, there's like seven companies that own 95 percent of the media in the United States. And a lot of these same companies now control alt media. They control alt media. You know, someone that sent me a, a letter, they said, well, why do you support so-and-so or why do you support so-and-so and why do you support so-and-so and, and why do you do so-and-so or why do you want this show or that show or whatever? Because they don't agree 100 percent with what you talk about. Uh, let me explain something to you about all that. Years ago, I used to do a lot of TV evangelist TV shows. I did a lot. You know, this is 20 years ago, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't do this anymore. And people are always asking me, well, you know, why do you go on that guy's show? You know, he's a scoundrel. My response was, yes, he's a scoundrel, but his audience are good people, and his audience need to know the truth. So if I'm going to be on his show, I'm going to tell them the truth, and we'll pick up these people from a listening standpoint so they can listen to our show, and we'll give them the whole truth. I may not agree with everything that everybody believes on all media. I don't. I'm very clear about that. 
I don't like Donald Trump. In case you guys you know, are wondering if I like Donald Trump or not, I don't care for him. I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like any of these clowns we have. DeSantis is doing all kinds of weird stuff still on the back burners and not really telling people who he really is. Yes, I'm not sure about him. And I get your emails from you guys. I get your letters from you guys. And I th- I appreciate you being respectful in your letters if you disagree with me with something because you're not going to agree with everything that I say. But I reach out and go on other people's talk shows still to this day. Some of them are good friends of mine, by the way, good friends, because I know that I'm going to reach the largest audience possible that way, which is going to bring them back to the Ted and Austin Brower show so we can give them the entire truth. Now, if that is offensive to you guys because you know I may appear as a guest on a show that I don't agree with their philosophy on some of the certain key topics, including Donald Trump, uh, then don't listen to the show anymore. That's all I can say. Or just realize that if we agree on 95% or 90% of what we talk about, even if we agree on 80% of what we talk about with what you see when what we talk about, it's still a B. It's a passing grade. It's a good, solid B. It doesn't make any difference. So if you are so concerned about who we are on shows with, if that makes you angry about that, then I suggest you start your own podcast. I really do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. Just start your own podcast, do your own thing, and, and you know, and, and go listen to whoever you want to listen to, and you'll realize very, very quickly that not everybody's going to agree on everything. But does that mean that we are endorsing everything that everybody else is saying? Absolutely not. I don't do that. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm good friends with Dave Hodges. I don't agree with everything Dave's saying. I'm, I'm good friends with Doug Hagman. I don't agree with everything Doug's saying. They certainly don't agree with everything that I say. But the reality is, is that there are certain people out there that I have disassociated myself with. That's a fact. Because it, there was too much conflict associating with them because of what they believed and what they taught. And I, so I don't associate with those people anymore, and I don't go on their shows. But when I have a good friend of mine that's a, that's a good person, and you know they've been here, and they've supported me through the death of my wife, and, and they supported me you know, as far as with health masters and all the rest of it. You're darn right I'm going to support them, though I may not agree with everything they say. Just thought I'd mention that today in passing too. But also we got to also realize that this group of people that are running the planet – they're running everything, and including the judiciary, because the same group that runs that group is the same group that Jeffrey Epstein worked for. Remember, he was Mossad, which works with you know MI6, which works with CIA, and which works with all these other groups in order to create this shadow government, which is running the entire planet. And now look what's going on with the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are now blaming Donald Trump as defendants prepare to find out the fate in a sedition trial. An attorney for Enrique Tararo, the head of the Proud Boys, told jurors, prosecutors that we, they were using him as a scapegoat for Donald Trump, and the jurors would begin deliberations on, 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 on Wednesday. And look at how much of the evidence was suppressed with this, with the FBI involvement with the Proud Boys. I mean, it's just suppressed. It was told it was not be allowed to be entered in evidence by the judge. We talked about that earlier this week when I talked about what happened to the judiciary. You know, and now people are coming out and saying good riddance that, you know, Carl Tucker is gone. You know, the military industrial complex celebrates Tucker's, you know, exit from Fox News. You know, again, all of these people are figureheads that are picked out. Glenn Beck was the same way. Then Glenn Beck started waking up, talking about throwing something on the Fed. He got kicked off. O'Reilly got kicked off. Tucker gets kicked off. When you get too big and you get too well known and you're on these major media outlets, they get they get rid of you. They really do. And, you know, here's another thing that's happening right now with Hunter Biden. And I, I tell the judge who's doing this right now that you need to get some life insurance. I'm just going to be honest with you. Get life insurance. Let's clear that issue up right now. Arkansas judge orders Hunter Biden to court to answer laptop questions. Well, yeah, he doesn't understand yet. An Arkansas judge ordered Hunter Biden on Monday to personally show up in his court in May to address questions about his laptop, including whether financial records belong to him. Circuit Court's Judge Holly Meyer 
Nice knowing you, Holly. He gave the order as part of the Hunter Biden's drawn-out custody battle with Luton Alexis Roberts over their four-year-old daughter. It would be his first public appearance in a class in the case. The Bidens have steadfastly refused to acknowledge that the child's existence. Hunter denied that it was his, he was the father until the court ordered DNA tests to prove otherwise. You know, it just goes on and on and on. So, you know, Judge, I admire your tenacity and your grit. I do. Get some life insurance is all I can say to you. And I'm just I'm, I'm urging you to be unbelievably careful. Uh, by the way, according to letting Biden and a lot of the thing that Trump did and this open border now has let an MMS3 gang member come in and basically dismember a Florida Eats driver before stuffing the remains in a trash bag. Uh, these people are demonic. These MS, the MS-13 people. And there are thousands of them, if not hundreds of thousands of these gang members now from other gangs also that have come into the United States across open borders. And, of course, we, let's, let us not forget the ATF and their massive you know, giving of these different types of gangs, you know, automatic weapons that they've probably brought into the United States also. But this guy didn't need an automatic weapon. He dragged the Uber Eats driver into his house and basically killed him. Uh, my deepest condolences to the family and to the man and, and to, to – uh, I'm not even going to go into detail. It was such a gruesome thing. But the reality is this. We've got a lot of these people coming into the United States now that are not good people. They're, they're bad. They were not properly screened at the borders, and they're convicted felons already. And yet they run around with their faces fully tattooed, and you kind of think, well, that's, that's kind of weird. But why are they doing all this? Well, because it's to destroy the republic internally. They bring these people you know, into the United States to destroy the United States of America. Another big thing, this is from Barron's.com. There's a huge biological risk after Sudan fighters occupy a lab. Okay, this is crazy. Uh, fighters have occupied a national public laboratory in Sudan holding samples of diseases including polio and measles, probably who knows what else, creating an un- extremely, extremely dangerous situation the World Health Organization has warned on Tuesday. The fighters kicked out all the technicians from the lab, which is completely under the control of one of the fighting parties of the military base, said the who's representative in Sudan. He had not much to say about the fighting party to take it over the, over the laboratory. There's a huge biological risk associated with the occupation of the central public health lab. Well, let's just talk about who's taking over the public health lab. Let's kind of do an IQ test in Sudan. I'm just pulling this off of, off of the line. And, there's, and here it is, brain stats. What is the average IQ in Sudan? Well, that's 71. Okay, so now, so let me get this right. We've got all types of unbelievably bad biological agents, which they're not probably listing all of them, measles being the least of these, and they're getting controlled now by guys that have 71 IQs. That means that they have a hard time learning how to flush a toilet. Just thought I'd mention that to you. They have a hard time sweeping a floor. The military says they cannot be brought into military service in the United States because they cannot be trained for any job whatsoever, period, because their IQ is too low. So we have guys with 71 IQs now running around with level four quarantine samples of all types of who knows what could be anthrax, could be measles, could be Ebola, could be whatever it could be. Who knows? I'm not, I'm speculating now and that's supposed to be okay. Well, to me, this sounds like another giant Chinese laboratory leak. <laughs> okay. In which they they can use this as a, how should I say a excuse if something gets out from Sudan and starts going through the world and going through different continents. And basically these people are being infected by the leak at Sudan. I don't know, guys. All I know is this. We've got some serious garbage going on. We've got a bunch of people talking about aliens and spaceships now. We've got, you know, Operation Bluebeam, which they've talked about now as far as releasing, you know, some people think by this early as 2023 and saying the United States is going to be under, in the world, will be under an alien invasion. And Werner von Braun warned about this back in the 60s and the 70s and talked to his secretary, who's gone on record about this. You can talk to, you can listen to her on, online about how they're going to do this. 
which is going to then create a world government because the United States and the world has been under an attack from an alien invader. In fact, Ronald Reagan actually did a speech on this one time. So all of this stuff is kind of coming to a head because they want to bring us into that new world government, new world order. But let me say something to you. This is one of the primary reasons they want us disarmed. Look at Phil Schneider. Now, some of the stuff he may have said is not true. Some of the stuff he said may be true. I'm not getting into that speculation. All I'm knowing is they found him with his hands tied behind his back, with his, tied behind his back in his apparent quote, suicide. Yeah, how do you do all that? But the reality is this. If a person ends up in a situation where they confront an alien, <laughs> apparently the aliens don't like firearms. Apparently – when they're outside of their dimensional rift and they're in this form, in this dimension, uh, firearms are very uh, dangerous to them, too. That's where we got to go. And that's where Angel Wars is going to go. They don't want people to be able to fight back. They don't want that. I can tell you scary ghost stories of a house that I lived in once that was haunted, but I'm not going to do that today. But the reality is this. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm going to say that to you guys. and I've said it to you over and over and over again. There's other dimensions out there that we cannot see with our visible eye, that we cannot know that they're around us. But that's why God came to us and he gave us Jesus and he sanctified us by the blood of the Lamb. Because if we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, if we're continually renewed by the blood of Christ, which I've, taught, I've done entire shows on this, then we have the ability and the authority the power to stand against any of this mess because we know who we are in Jesus and we know who the great I Am is and we know why God created us here. And we're going to cover a lot of this stuff in Angel Wars. And, and, the, and the May the 1st one will be probably an overall summary of Angel Wars. This Angel Wars thing has got a whole lot more detailed. I can't even read the scriptures that I put together on Angel Wars in an hour. That's the truth. I can't do it. But I can give you overall summaries, and I can tell you what scriptures to read. I can do that. But, guys, this thing that we're in here, this realm or whatever you want to call this planet, is an interesting place to live. And why won't they let us fly to Antarctica? Why can't we go into Antarctica by boat or by plane? Why do they tell us they're going to shoot us down? Why, why, why? A lot of this stuff will be covered on Angel Wars. Probably going to be the biggest broadcast we've ever done. I love you guys. I really appreciate you, too. Austin, go ahead. What's your next story, bud? Uh, you're spot on. I think the more we continually unmask the real truth of what's happening, we're really starting to see how so many things are starting to play a role in one another. It, it all kind of opens up into this bigger picture, and then it's that's the you know the analogy of the rabbit hole. You start going out deeper and deeper, and you're like, golly, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and he was, you know, kind of starting to understand the whole concept with the Federal Reserve and how it's complete and total sham. You know, I mean, most people don't realize the Federal Reserve is a private bank. They are not the U.S. government. They are a private bank, and they sell our dollars essentially to the treasury at interest. So we're paying interest on money to print to a private bank, and the interest is never printed. It's, it's complete and total money usury. It can't be paid back. That's the whole concept of national debt that people don't realize. The money isn't in circulation to pay off the national debt. It doesn't exist due to the interest that continues to build up and build up and build up. Then you know we've talked about analogies before. You know we went and bought an island. We get a billion dollar loan from BlackRock, and they give us a billion dollars. We inject a billion dollars into the island, and we start building roadways, and we start building more infrastructure, and people start buying things and selling things. And the money's on the economy, and we continually start building it. And all of a sudden they go, oh by the way, you know you've got to start paying back this note. You know whatever interest rate. Well, the interest was never printed, so you got to take another note to start continually paying the note down 
so you can keep the economy afloat and not completely and totally just demolish it. And it keeps building and building and building. All of a sudden, we now see tens of trillions of dollars in debt. And uh, yeah, this is the whole scam with the Federal Reserve. This is the manipulation from the money lenders, the same guys that were the Pharisees and the money changers that completely and totally hoard out the temple with all of their nonsense that Jesus ran them out. These are the same guys. This is what they're really good at doing. They manipulate money. They manipulate markets. I saw an article earlier here now, and they were talking about how there's going to be another oil shortage in the fall. There's going to be another oil crisis. And I just laughed when I saw it. It's just it's up and down, pump and dump with oil. It's what they do every single year. This, you know, BP and Exxon simply go, you know what? We need to increase profits a little bit. Let's call our guys over at BlackRock. They're major shareholders. BlackRock, what's going on? Hey, bud, what's going on? Uh, I need you to call the speculators, um, basically tell them there's an oil energy crisis happening again. You tell them whatever you want. Uh, tell them to run the price up. We need at least over $100 a barrel right now. Okay, cool. We'll also call up all the new mainstream news agencies, and um, we'll make sure they know that we have a crisis that's starting to happen in the oil market, and we'll run the price up. That's what they do every time. Did the speculators get on it? It gets on the media. The speculators drive it up. The oil prices go through the roof. Everybody's spooked. Oh, my gosh. Oil's back up to five six dollars a gallon, or for gas five six dollars a gallon. They tell us they have no idea what's happening. Oh, it's Ukraine again! It's the Ukraine war. It's doing all this. It's that's all, all happening right now. The oil manipulations, insanity. That's why I've told you before. I don't think they're ever going to go to full EV. The infrastructure for oil, the infrastructure for internal combustion engines, is immense. And turning around and trying to pretend that in you know five years, ten years. We're suddenly going to be able to completely shut down that entire industry and push everything electric? No, I think they're wanting people to continually go into this electric world. They want to continually push people into the Internet of Things and the 5G networks that are running around, and they want people to get on the bandwagon. That's why they keep dropping the prices on these electric cars with Tesla. They're trying to push people into this market as much as they can, and it's not sustainable. When you have a vehicle that you know from a depreciation schedule is going to be worth essentially absolute zero within 10 years because the battery shot and the entire car is built on the battery and the entire vehicle essentially has to be scrapped and you have to dispose of and properly recycle these giant lithium ion batteries that are shot. That's not a sustainable vehicle model for the future, period. I know guys that have pickup trucks back from the 90s still, the 80s and 90s that are diesel, 7.3 power stroke diesels, you know, with tunes on them and other stuff. They make them run halfway, you know, expedient and quick, and they still run like a top. No issues at all. Just continue to go on. So he's called a million-mile engine with a 7.3 power stroke. That's sustainable. That's you have 30, 40, 50 years on a vehicle that you can continue to run through circulation. That is being completely and totally exploited now and removed because, remember, when you have a vehicle somebody buys and they keep for 20 or 30 years, your repeat purchase isn't really there. If you can keep it so the vehicle is worthless in 10 years and you have to force people to keep buying them over and over and over again, you have a model that the vehicles have to be scrapped. The problem is from a, a model from a natural, from an environmental standpoint, what happens in 10 to 20 years when we're – can't figure out where to dispose of all this when we start running out of lithium ion and the entire infrastructure is built on that. Again, this is what nobody wants to talk about when they bring up the idiotic argument of climate change. Like, yeah, climate's change. 
go all over the place, man. We're in Florida. Rain every day down here pretty soon. It's constantly changing, constantly moving, constantly doing different things. So again, understand the lies that they're putting out there and also understand how to combat them in the best do you can to shield against it. Also, to another news, this is something that was I saw interesting yesterday. This is a rough topic. I'm not going to go into full detail on it, but I'm bringing up the level of stupidity that we're starting to see now, and it's sad. It really is sad. An 18-year-old boy has died when doctors tried to basically do a transgender surgery and turn him from a boy to a girl, and because he had been on puberty blockers for so long, it stopped the growth and process of his male genitalia which means they didn't have enough tissue to do a transgender surgery. So they used part of his colon. He ended up getting unbelievably sick. They had him on multiple antibiotics for days, ended up getting sepsis, and died. Completely and totally erroneous surgery. Just useless death. This poor kid's probably had a lot of mental problems most of his life growing up. Doesn't help you put him on puberty blockers at 12. And now, 18 years old, dead. Complete and total experimental mutilation surgery. And even if, even if this attempted surgery would have gone okay, I guess, described as okay doing what they're doing, the people that have this done are on constant drugs and antibiotics, continually fighting off everything that they had done to their body because their body does not naturally have that. <laughs> not to mention the hormones. This is a complete and total abomination to God Almighty what these people are doing. And the problem is this 18-year-old kid, he's probably had his hormones so screwed up for the last decade, he can't make a rash decision. And yet you have doctors to go, oh, you're 18 now. Let's get you into surgery. Let's get you whipped up. These guys that are involved in this, I would not want to be them in the afterlife. I mean that sincerely. These doctors have a really special place in hell, in my opinion, if they do not repent and turn from their wicked ways in doing this to these kids. This is why so many people now are getting vocal about this. Because here's the thing. You hear these these activists, these tranny activists now. I was reading another article about it the other day, and they were saying, why are you guys so obsessed with this? Why are you so concerned about this? The answer is I'm not obsessed with it at all. I've been happy with the way things have functioned for the last couple thousand years. They've worked out just fine with male and female. Haven't really. So what we're saying is here, y'all are the ones that are obsessed with going out and continually changing what was completely natural and trying to redefine it <laughs> as something that it's not. They're the ones that are continually telling us this is normal. This is science. This is the new normal. Guys, it's not normal taking a boy and doing the surgery to them and having him die from sepsis because you're using part of his colon for transgender surgery. There's nothing natural or normal about that. News flash to everyone. That's not normal. But what they're doing is they're slowly subverting the culture year after year, day after day, and they're doing it with the young children. That is why, again, I reiterate, yep. I say this all the time. You have to be cautious what your children are being exposed to. I can almost guarantee you, if you go back and look at this poor kid's life, sad, sad, just, just a useless death, and you look back at his life, I can guarantee you there was somebody that started putting this information in his head at a very young age and started encouraging this. It's not natural to want to go through all this. And the thing about it is these individuals are enabling them.
They're enabling them and they're encouraging them and they're prescribing them drugs. Just like if you guys have seen some of the videos on Project Veritas the last couple of days, last week or so, with these interviews that they've been doing with these transgender clinics now, over 300 of them in the United States. Back in 2007, there was two, two pediatric gender transition clinics, two in the entire country. There's over 300 now in the United States. This is turning into a multi-billion dollar industry, of course, to follow the money at the expense of these children. And it is all about taking a mental health disorder and running with it and polluting it and perverting it and encouraging them to go do this stuff. Be so cautious on what your children are exposed to, my friends, because this is a war on us. This is a war on the Christians, and this is a war on what God has made. Because like Dad made a comment earlier, we're dealing with fighting, you know, not flesh and blood. But these these demons, these individuals, remember, they can't create anything. They can't create life. God Almighty is the only one that can do that. They can't spark life. Only thing they can do is manipulate and twist DNA, like Dad said earlier, with the fallen angels, with Enoch. And you read some of all the stuff they were doing. They can manipulate. They can twist. They can deform. They can mutate. But they cannot build anything. They cannot start from scratch and build life. So what they're, I guess... Their overall goals they love to do is they love to mutate and butcher anything that's made in the image of God Almighty. I guess that's just what they enjoy doing because there's nothing normal, exactly. nothing acceptable, and there's nothing okay with what's starting to happen now with these young kids. From a young, young age, they're being indoctrinated and groomed for this, and you just think we're having issues with it now. Wait till you start seeing what starts happening with these side effects from those RNA shots for these kids that have been getting them three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years old in the near future. Be cautious of what your children are exposed to. Be very cautious what goes in their body, whether it be shots, which I don't recommend, whether it be food as well with the estrogen, the soy, the soybeans. Never under any circumstances give your children soy, period. Whether boy or girl, it's an endocrine disruptor. Not to mention 99.9% of soy is GMO, sprayed with glyphosate. This is why we have two products, the Ultimate Estrogen Block. Also, the DIM estrogen control, both men and women can take those. They're designed to maintain healthy hormone levels in the body, especially with men with the DIM. It's a great product because it can help reduce estrogen, especially if you're taking a product like the Tribulus Fuel. Because extra testosterone produced in the body can turn into small forms of estrogen in some cases. And that's usually it's antagonistic to testosterone. They fight each other. So if you have high testosterone, you want to make sure you're maintaining healthy estrogen. If you're trying to boost your testosterone, you also want to make sure your estrogen is at a normal, healthy range for a male because it's difficult to actually get your testosterone to go up if you have high estrogen. This is also another reason why it's so important to make sure body fat levels are kept in check with males. When males start getting very overweight, they actually start producing more estrogen. This is why you see it all the time when people start getting obese or where they carry their fat. It's so crucial you also look at that in these young kids when they're growing up. Don't just let your kids eat everything they see and turn into a vacuum cleaner because they're hungry and they just want to eat junk, 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 junk all the time. A lot of this food has severe side effects when it's eaten for years and years and years on end. And again, we're seeing a lot of these side effects from what these children have been exposed to now over the last 20 years. And it's sad. What do you think, Deb? Uh, the soy is one of the primary things that's caused this whole mess with the transgenders, period. And I've told you the story before. I'm in a health show with Sharon, and the guy has a Vitamix, and you know we sell those blenders. They're great blenders, and, and we, the guy basically is making a really good shake with all these organic ingredients, and I'm looking forward to having a shake at this health show. I'm hungry, and all of a sudden he takes like a whole cup of soy protein and dumps it in there. I said, I'm out. I'm done. 
And then the guy standing behind me goes, what's wrong with soy? He goes, I use it all the time. He had a C-cup set of breasts. You know, that sounds kind of crude on the show today, but that's what he had. And he had a white T-shirt on, and I looked at him. I just shook his head, and I, I shook my head, and I said, but you need to you need to pay attention to what's happening to you. You need to avoid that soy. increases, you know, breast tissue. And he looked at me kind of funny. What do you mean? I'm like, nothing, no comment. got to go. And uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just the soy causes gynomastia, period. You will get breasts if you eat enough soy if you're a guy. It's just that's what it does. And with women, it can cause all kinds of fibroid problems and everything else. It's just not a healthy product to use. And Austin's right. Then you get the doggone soy that's loaded with doggone glyphosate because 99% of soy is, you know, GMO. And it's sprayed with glyphosate, increased crop yield. You know, I mean, soy is bad, period. That's why we don't sell soy protein in the office. And so it's important that we understand that. I mean, you got to realize that, guys, certain things just need to be avoided because of what it does from a hormonal standpoint. And we see it all the time. One other thing I want to talk about real quick, and this is something that Austin mentioned earlier with that cancer vaccine, how it's going to be biospecific. Remember that movie came out about two years ago, the James Bond movie. It basically was no time to die uh, to 2021. It was a good James Bond movie. Uh, terrible ending on it, but good movie. And uh, But they developed biospecific bioweapons. In other words, they were actually tuned to people's DNAs. This is the problem with you know going in and giving your DNA samples to people, isn't it? You know, they've got bioweapons now that can specifically target Germans or Russians or British or anybody else they want to target because of what they do with the DNA because so much of it is the same. So be really, really, really careful when you start sending your DNA samples out to places. It really is. It's very important not to do that, in my opinion. If you were going to do that, I don't know if it's legal or not. So I'm not suggesting that you do it, but you could always use a different address and a different name if you were curious as far as who your ancestors were. But I would not give them direct contact with your DNA because now they're selling it and it's going to be used for bioweapons. I guarantee this is what's going to happen with it. Just like the super soldier program was used for the mRNA shots. So all of this stuff is, again, the angels that are the geneticists that are doing all this weird stuff. And why do you think they abduct people and, and go in there and, and take ovaries and or take eggs and take sperm and do all the rest of this stuff and implant things in the people? This, this is the same group that does all that. It's, it's all the, it's, we're in that realm with these things. Okay? We're all kind of having to deal with them. And that's why it's important to plead the blood of Christ over yourself, to station angels around yourself, to put a hedge of thorns around yourself every single day. I've not yet prayed for you guys this morning, but I will in a few minutes after the show. But, I, but you need to understand who and what are doing these things and how they're running the planet. Another thing, let's, let's look at one more thing today. Bed Bath & Beyond has finally filed for bankruptcy. Somebody's got to put a bullet in it, I guess. I mean, just let it put it out of its own misery. And, and you got to ask yourself a question. You know, what the heck happened? Well, Bed Bath & Beyond had some serious problems as far as what they were doing, as far as who they were and what they did, as far as their, how should I say, uh, mistakes they made. And Bed Bath & Beyond made an $11.8 billion mistake that led to the collapse of Bed Bath & Beyond. The chain spent a huge sum of money trying to back it, buy back its own shares since 20, 2004 in a price heat repurchase program, which wiped out their cash flow. Bed Bath & Beyond filed for bankruptcy this week, according to CNN, forcing it to close 360 stores, with its most consequential failure being the $11.8 billion it has spent since 2004 to buy back its own shares. Bed Bath & Beyond accelerated its share repurchase in July 2014, taking on $2 billion in debt to finance share buybacks, and it started to face pressure from activist shareholders to improve the performance of its stock. The company had carried away relatively little debt up to that year, and it put Bed Bath & Beyond on a path towards an accumulation of debt that ultimately proved unaffordable to them. The repurchasing of shares are a way for companies to return cash to shareholders indirectly without having to pay them taxes that they would be having on a stock dividend or be having to having, having make the shareholder pay taxes. The purpose is to reintroduce the number – to reduce the number of shares outstanding 
to make each remaining share in the stock in the hands of the investors more valuable. That's that's why they did that. They were forced by their investment houses to do this. Well, who owns Bed Bath & Beyond? Since I'm doing Stock Zoe again today, I might as well just give you some more information on who owns Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, gosh, why would I tell you? Number one shareholder of BlackRock, 12 point. 12 million, 31 million values. I mean, unbelievable. BlackRock is one I'm sure who pushed them. Also, Vanguard's a major player in that, and State Street's a major player in that. So ask yourself a question. Why do they sacrifice certain companies like this and force them to go into the ash heap of history? A lot of it has to deal with shorting of stock. When they start shorting stock and they know they're going to come in, and I'm not saying this happened with Bed Bath & Beyond, not making that speculation here. I'm saying that a lot of the companies will force themselves into bankruptcy, and the insiders know that, and they will short the stock on the way down. Because remember, the money from these shorts and these longs, et cetera, they're going into the market. It's just coming from other people. Other people are losing the money because they're going long, you're going short. But if you've got inside information on this, then you can basically make even more money as the company goes bankrupt and out of business. This happens all the time with companies. And we need to understand this is the group of people that's doing all of this stuff on an ongoing basis because it's the same bloodline families that do it all. And, and when we get that, we start to see it and we start to understand it. You know, And once we start to understand who they are and what they do, then it makes it easier for us to understand what we need to do in order to stay against this and fight against this. That's why the Bible is so clear. You know, Jesus talked about how if you don't understand the earthly things, how are you ever going to understand the heavenly things? <laughs> He's letting you know there's other things going on around you that you have no idea what's happening. That's why Adam and Eve, they didn't know anything about Lucifer in the garden. They didn't know about the pre-Adamic angel wars that happened. You know, he shows up as a snake talking in a tree. You know, they, I guess they had the ability to talk to animals or whatever. They didn't think much of it. They thought this is a pretty nice snake, I guess, we're talking to him. But the reality is that he misled them. He beguiled Eve, it says. And so all of this stuff is like part of the Angel Wars show we're going to talk about on May the 1st. This is going to be a big broadcast. I know that. Probably the biggest broadcast we've ever done, like I mentioned earlier. But guys, listen to me. It doesn't matter what happened as far as the pre-Adamic race when it comes to your salvation. It doesn't. Only that matters that you accept Christ for who he says he is, that he's the son of God, that he is the most high God, that he's, the, he's, he's part of the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the end Godhead. Through him, all things are held together. Through him, creation was formed, by the way. We're going to cover that, too. Always remember that, who you are in Christ and what you can do as a Christian. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'm about to pray for you guys right now. You guys are amazing to me. Enjoyed the show today. It was an interesting show, a lot of different topics today. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, talking about kids again, I saw a video that was actually quite disturbing from China. In a growing number of classrooms in China now are equipping children with artificial intelligence camera brainwave trackers on their head. You can watch this video. It's disturbing. And it actually monitors if they're distracted. It turns blue on there. Actually, it picks up brainwaves, and then it sends it to an algorithm based at the computer. The teacher continues to monitor it. They're also putting facial recognition cameras in all of the classrooms so they can monitor each and every child to find out what they're looking at, what they're, if they're amused, if they're happy, if they're sad, if they're bored. And all this stuff is being built into, again, another algorithm to continue to push them into the social credit score. And apparently the parents that put their kids 
in these programs and enroll in this voluntary program that they're basically getting a boost on their credit score so they can get more benefits and more points and more cash back, I guess, when they do stuff now. Bizarre world when you realize China is being set as the template for the new world order. That's the next phase. China is pretty much the testing grounds for this. Makes you want to make sure you know even further that you're protecting your kids the best possible ability, not just sitting them in front of an iPad to keep them amused or distracted so you can have some you know quiet time. Play with your children. Do stuff with them. Teach them. Let them work. Let them go outside and do stuff on a regular basis. My kids practically live outside half the time when they're not doing school or I'm not messing with them. They're always running around outside doing something. I'm like, oh, where are the kids? I don't know. Outside. Digging a hole. Jumping on a bicycle. <laughs> do something. I'm like, that's what they're supposed to do. You know, or building some type of, you know, Lego thing or Lincoln Logs. This is what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to sit in front of a screen all day and drool on themselves. It's not healthy at all. So keep faith up my friends keep the strength and continue to do the best you can to keep raising little americans also to an update with everybody put it up on the website on an email i want to remind everybody all our international customers we've appreciated your support over the years and pleased to tell you and told you last week dhl express we finally secured a contract with them with dhl express international Within about five days, any package is going to be anywhere in the world. Canada, we sent one to Canada the other day. It took three business days to get there. We're sending another one to the UK that somebody ordered. Looks like it took five business days to get there. And I mean, like delivered. So again, thank you for your patience. I know a lot of stuff was getting delayed with Priority Mail. We finally fixed the remedy to that. So if there's a product that you want, if there's something you want to try, be sure to contact us at Health Masters, and we'll get it out to you, DHL Express International, and take care of our international customers and make sure you guys are staying healthy as well. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Product of the week, the prostate support on sale for 15% off. Be sure to check it out on the front page, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.